Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves is part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. It was quite an interesting Monday for many in Braves country. On the day that, you know, many of us thought that the biggest news of the day would be how Kyle Wright would perform in his spring training debut. That performance was overshadowed by several significant roster announcements that I honestly don't think anyone could have expected and I think reasonably leaves more questions than answers in the minds of many in Braves country. Again, welcome to the Daily Hammer. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms, wherever you choose to listen That's where we'll be for free. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And before we really dive into the roster announcements from Monday, let's set the stage a bit by going back a week ago. A week ago, the biggest storyline, it seemed, in spring training was how the starting rotation for the Braves would eventually fill out. Injuries to Michael Soroka and Kyle Wright had delayed their spring training debuts. So, the Braves, who already had an open spot in the fifth rotation spot to fill. Now, they may have multiple rotation spots to fill. It seemed as if Bryce Elder and Ian Anderson would be the most logical candidates to fill those spots. But, slow starts to the spring for both Elder and Anderson led to, at the time, what likely was considered to be the most unexpected move for the Braves in spring training when they demoted Elder and Ian Anderson both to AAA. Leaving the start, leaving the fifth rotation spot to a battle between two rookies without major league experience and Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster. A week ago, that seemed to be the biggest storyline for the Braves in spring training. But over the past week, the spotlight has shifted to the shortstop position. I commented on it, commented on it even a week ago. The fact that Braden Shoemake, who had had an excellent spring and in recent days over the past week had really been featured at the shortstop position instead of Vaughn Grissom. And of course, a few days ago, the potential of a battle at the shortstop position really coming to a head when Brian Snicker referenced the shortstop position, basically alluding to the fact that one of Vaughn Grissom and Braden Shoemake, one of the two would be in Atlanta as the opening day shortstop for the Braves. And the other one would be at Gwinnett as the main shortstop for the Stripers so that both players can get everyday reps at the shortstop position. Now, which of those two players would either be in Atlanta or would be in Gwinnett, that would be determined as spring training finished up over the next several days. 
Well, on Monday, we got a clear understanding as to who the likely starting shortstop will be for the Atlanta Braves in 2023. And it's none other than Orlando Arcia. That's correct. <laughs> the opening day shortstop, it seems, for the Braves will be Orlando Arcia. As the Braves announced on Monday, that reliever Nick Anderson, outfielders Jordan Luplo and Eli White, and shortstop slash infielders Vaughn Grissom and Braden Shoemake, all five of those players were demoted to AAA. Now, beyond the fact that Shoemake and Grissom both were demoted to AAA, the other thing that makes the, these roster announcements so unexpected was that each of those five players were among the best-performing options for the Braves at the biggest question marks, at positions that still were to be determined for the roster, which were the last spot in the bullpen, the shortstop position, as well as the outfield position. Each and every one of those five players were clearly making a case to be an option at those positions of need for the Braves, and yet all five of them were option to AAA. Now, before we get into why the, these moves are so bizarre, puzzling, unexpected, what have you, one thing that came from these announcements is that we do have a bit better, well, actually, we have a much more clearer understanding as to what the Braves' opening day roster will look like in 2023. Now, some of these names could change if other moves are made. But as of right now, it seems as if the catchers will be Sean Murphy and Travis Darno. No surprise there. The starting rotation will be Max Freed, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, hopefully Kyle Wright, and one of Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster. Again, no surprise there. The bullpen will be Rysel Iglesias, as well as Joe Jimenez, Colin McHugh, Jesse Chavez, Kirby Yates, A.J. Mincer, Dylan Lee, and Lucas Lickey. That makes sense. The starting position players will be at first base Matt Olson, second base Ozzie Albies, at shortstop Orlando Arcia, third base Austin Riley, left field Eddie Rosario, Michael Harris the second in center, Ronald Acuna Jr. in right. Besides Arcia, that makes perfect sense as well. And the bench, which was still in of itself a situation to unfold, you're likely going to have Ira Adrianza, Marcelo Zuna, Kevin Pillar, and Sam Hilliard. Now, a few of those names will be starting DH, you know, what have you. But that's what the 26-man roster looks like as of now after Monday's announcements. And that is, to me, you know, one clear positive, I guess, if you want to label it as a positive, that came from these announcements. But besides that, I think it is completely reasonable to, to consider these moves a, a bit puzzling, unexpected, bizarre, what have you. And, and for multiple reasons. You know, number one, why, the, the, the reason why these roster announcements are a bit bizarre is because they, they, they completely contradict what Brian Snicker mentioned just a few days ago. If Brian Snicker was convinced that it was going to be either Braden Shoemake or Von Grissom as the main shortstop for the Braves going into 2023... He either threw us a filthy verbal curveball to keep us guessing or keep us off the scent of what actually was going to happen, or he himself was not expecting the announcements that were made on Monday. Speculate on which truth you feel is the actual truth, but, but it, clearly the moves that were made on Monday were a, a contradiction from what Snicker had said just a few days earlier. That's one reason why the, move, the announcements were a bit bizarre. 
The other reason, another reason why they were so bizarre is because they again completely contradict what all has been said, what all has been viewed, what all has been portrayed about Von Grissom clearly being the guy for the Braves at the shortstop position going into 2023. All the hype and all the excellent work that he's put in, all the progress that had been made, all the great words that have been talked about him, you know, from Alex Anthopoulos, the coaching staff, you know, just any and everybody that had a valuable opinion about what the Braves would do at the shortstop position in 2023 and the fact that no external options were brought in after Dansby Swanson signed in Chicago. The fact that all signs pointed to Von Grissom being the guy in 2023 and that became even more valid with the fact that he performed quite well so far in spring training. The fact that all that occurred and yet he was sent to AAA on Monday, it, it just... It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So you have Snickers' comments. You also have the fact that, you know, Von Grissom has done nothing but proven the offseason hype around him to be true this spring training. But also the fact that we saw this same situation play out last year in which Von Grissom was clearly the best option. When Ozzie Albies went down in early June of 2022, Orlando Arcia was viewed as the guy to be the everyday second baseman for the Braves. But when he seemed to be a bit, you know, exposed, seemed to be a bit, you know, outside of his element as an everyday player, the Braves brought in Adrianza at the trade deadline to be another option in certain situations. But then not even a few weeks after that, uh, several days after that, it was an aggressive call-up, an aggressive promotion for Vaughn Grissom that led to the Braves finding their guy, finding their fill-in for Ozzie Albies. And Grissom obviously exceeded expectations. So if last year Von Grissom proved to be, without a doubt, the right choice to go with among him, Adrianza, and Arcia, fast forward to now, when you have even more valid proof Von Grissom is the best option to go with, and you have a situation where it's even more important to get it right, to go with the best option, to be your starting shortstop, the Braves instead decide to go back to Arcia as being their main guy at shortstop to start the season with Adrianza being the utility guy and Grissom being in the minor leagues. So Snickers comments, all the hype around Von Grissom over the offseason and in spring training and the fact that we saw that Grissom clearly was the best guy last year, all those things have occurred. And yet we still see Orlando Arcia as the main guy for the Braves at shortstop as of right now, entering 2023. So I do think that it's a reasonable reaction if those that cover the Braves, those that cheer for the Braves, that there's more questions than answers at this point in time because I think that, you know, that's a reasonable thing to conclude about the Braves' brass, about the Braves' front office, about how this situation has evolved. They likely did not expect for there to not be as clear of a definitive answer to fill these spots at this point in time in spring training. And that puts an even bigger spotlight on the fact that it feels like it was clearly a missed opportunity that no outside option was at least brought in as competition for Vaughn Grissom this offseason. When there were some clear options, such as signing Elvis Andrews, you know, perhaps making a trade for another veteran who clearly could have been, a, you know, at least a good defensive shortstop option, the fact that none of those moves were made 
seemed to make it clear the Braves were perfectly satisfied, were perfectly confident in Vaughn Grissom being the guy, and now we're less than 10 days out from opening day, and it seems as if Orlando Arcia is going to be called upon to be the Braves starting shortstop. So if your feeling about these moves is that they're bizarre, they're puzzling, and you have more questions than you do answers, I feel that that's perfectly reasonable. Because I certainly think that this is a less than ideal and and pretty unexpected development that the Braves really didn't think would, would happen themselves. And as a result, we now have Orlando Arcia as the Braves' starting shortstop. So where do we go from here? What sense can be made of this situation that will allow for it to eventually work out? Obviously, there could potentially be a trade that could occur, or perhaps it'll figure out its situation in time. And while at the end of the day, Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves front office have more than earned the benefit of the doubt, I definitely do feel it is, again, perfectly reasonable to to find these moves puzzling, bizarre, unexpected, what have you, and for it not to be the best situation for the Braves at a true position of need when it comes to the shortstop position. But even with all this being true, I think that there is a bit of logic that can be made as to why things have played out the way that they have, and that logic stems from how things have been handled by the Braves in their front office in recent seasons. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So with Braden Shoemake and Vaughn Grissom being sent to AAA and Orlando Arcia now seeming to be the starting shortstop for the Atlanta Braves in 2023, I feel it's very fair to simply put that this is a situation that's hard to make sense of. It's definitely a situation that it's hard to feel good about. It's hard to feel positive about. And I feel it's a fair one to be critical of because I honestly don't think the Braves themselves really envisioned this being how the shortstop position or the shortstop situation would eventually develop this close to the start of 2023. Again, especially with all the hype and positive, encouraging words about Von Grissom being the guy during the offseason, with how he performed in spring training, he clearly has appeared to be that guy. But yet the Braves have decided that it doesn't seem like he's going to be the option that they'll go with to start 2023. So I think it's the, the, with how this has developed, it's fair to be critical, and, and again, it's fair to have more questions than answers. More should have been done in the offseason 
to address the shortstop position to at least bring in other competition that could have made sense. So even if it's hard to feel positive, even if it's hard you know, to feel good about how the situation has developed, I will say that there you know, is a bit of logic out there that at the very least could offer a bit of insight as to why certain decisions were made, especially when it comes to the shortstop position for the Braves. And again, I feel like recent seasons offer a bit of insight as to why things has developed as they have. For one thing, Alex Anthopoulos has referenced, implied, you know, talked a bit about in the past that a focus of his is to have the deepest, most talented 40-man roster available to him during the season than it is to have the best 26-man roster right out of spring training. And the reason why that is is because, and I think that this perspective is certainly valid, the reason why that is is because Alex Anthopoulos views a Major League Baseball regular season as much more of a marathon than a sprint. Yes, it's important on how you start. Yes, it's important on how you end. Yes, it's important on what you do in the middle to be in the best position possible for the playoffs. But what's even more important is that the adjustments that you make along the way or the changes that you make along the way to put yourself in that best position. And for Alex Anthopoulos, through managing injuries, through managing struggles, that's why he puts such an emphasis on having a deep and talented 40-man roster more than just having the best possible 26-man roster that he can have. Now, that may not make sense. That may seem a bit illogical, and I can understand if it does. But in terms of looking at the Major League Baseball season as a marathon versus a sprint, it, it offers a bit of logic. The other thing that stands out and that kind of supports the fact that Anthopolis goes with having as deep and talented of a 40-man roster as he can have versus just necessarily having the best 26 available players to open the season is the fact that of all the options that he had for outfield depth and at shortstop and, you know, at his reliever position that was open, he's going with the options that he knows the best, that he has the most experience with. Kevin Pillar looks to be making the team in the outfield. Anthopolis has experience with him through their days in Toronto. He's had previous experience with Arcia and Adrianza during his time with the Braves. And with Sam Hilliard, he simply was out of options. So the fact that these players that we mentioned earlier were demoted to AAA, it's because they had minor league options that the Braves could utilize that allow for the Braves to keep all of their options in place going into the start of the season, which obviously, again, supports Alex's Anthopoulos's perspective on having as deep of a 40-man roster as possible. At the end of the day, I think it's easier to support with going with the best 26 guys, but again, I also think that there is a bit of logic in having as many available options as possible to fill positions of need as the season goes along. But as hard as it is to, to, to really fully understand the decisions that were made, moving forward, I definitely think that it's reasonable to trust in Alex Anthopoulos' Alex emphasis that this situation will work itself out. And the reason that I say that is because 
we've seen in each of the past three 462-game seasons, we've seen Alex Anthopoulos make the necessary moves if the internal options that he has does not put together a roster that he truly feels can compete for a title in a given year. You go back to 2019, when he traded for, when when the Braves coming up to the trade deadline had one of the worst bullpens in baseball. They traded for Mark Melanson, Chris Martin, and Shane Green at the trade deadline in 2019. What happened? That allowed for the Braves to turn their bullpen around from one of the worst to one of the best in the majors. They won 97 games, so the playoffs didn't work out as many had hoped for. They turned into a really strong team pretty much overnight in 2019. Look at 2021. The Braves were one game under 500 at the All-Star break. They had just lost Ronald Acuna Jr. to a serious knee injury. And what did Alex Anthopoulos do? He went out at the trade deadline, completely revamped the entire outfield with Jot Peterson, um, Jorge Soler, uh, Eddie Rosario, and others. And what did the Braves do? They caught fire and won the World Series. Just last year, the Braves were playing 500 baseball through the first two months of the season. Ten and a half games back of the Mets. Very well documented. The NL East was over at the beginning of June. And what did Alex Anthopoulos do? He made another aggressive promotion of Michael Harris II to be the everyday center fielder. He put Spencer Strider into the starting rotation. And both of those players, Harris was among the best outfielders in the game for the rest of the season. Strider won the best pitchers finished first and second in the Rookie of the Year voting and were huge reasons why the Braves won 100 games. I bring these points up not to say that the development of how the Braves have handled the shortstop position, I'm not bringing these up to say that how how the shortstop situation has developed is above criticism. It certainly makes sense to be critical of how things have worked out. Better decisions should have been made. Or they simply should just go with Grissom as the guy. I think that that's fair to say. But I also think that the logic that may support the insight as to why these decisions were made was that Alex Anthopoulos feels comfortable with the options that he currently has on the roster working itself out to where he'll find his go-to guys at the shortstop position to fill out the bench in the outfield and to fill out the bullpen, he'll eventually find those guys within the internal options that he has. It's just that that situation will figure itself out as we go into the start of the season. And if it doesn't, I feel that Alex Anthopoulos is very confident in the fact that then he'll be able to make the external moves that are needed to be made to find those right guys. So, of course, these are two separate things. It's very fair to be critical and very fair to, you know, kind of have a a puzzled reaction to how the Braves' shortstop position has has developed and and the roster decisions that were made on Monday. I, I think, again, it's less than ideal. It's certainly unexpected. It seems to be contradictory of, of, you know, what we've seen and read and, you know, saw, you know, as spring training has gone on. That certainly is true. It, it definitely is, is a very odd situation that, that has occurred in terms of the roster decisions that have been made. But if there's a, a bit of insight, a bit of logic as to why they were made, 
I definitely think it's because Alex Anthopoulos is confident that the options that he has will eventually work themselves out as the season goes along, and if they don't, his recent track record certainly shows that he can make the right decisions to bring in other options through trades that will be those right options. So if you're like many of us who have viewed these moves, who have viewed the development of these roster decisions with, you know, unexpectedly and you're puzzled, got more questions than answers, I feel many are right there with you. But I do think that there is reason to be confident that, you know, hey, in time this will figure itself out. And again, while I don't think that, you know, the recent success of Alex Anthopoulos in making in-season adjustments means that without a doubt we shouldn't question what moves were made for the shortstop position during the offseason, I think it does offer a bit of confidence and that things will eventually figure themselves out as time goes on. And to be honest, for the best for the Braves' future, I certainly hope that in time that proves to be Vaughn Grissom being the guy that the Braves can be confident in at the shortstop position. But of course, as I mentioned at the top of the show, while the roster announcements from Monday will really grab the headlines, the other thing that definitely is worth talking about is the fact that Kyle Wright made his spring debut. And hey, it wasn't the best of debuts. He certainly struggled against the Rays. But the good thing is, is that he showed similar velocity on the mound that he had showed in 2022, and there were no setbacks. This was simply an opportunity for Kyle Wright to get on the mound and just throw the baseball. He wasn't necessarily looking to, you know, strike everybody out. He wasn't necessarily looking, you know, to have a perfect outing. He was just wanting to get out there and have a healthy outing. Throw some pitches in in a competitive spring training environment as close to a real game situation as you can, Just go through that experience and come out healthy, and that certainly is a positive from his performance yesterday. Another thing that's been encouraging is that the Braves actually came back and won the game, and it was the fact that Kirby Yates, A.J. Minter, and Joe Jimenez all pitched. And though they struggled a bit, they got the job done keeping the Rays off the board to get the win. So a few encouraging moments, a few encouraging narratives from yesterday's game. And the positivity continues even more so And the fact that Michael Soroka will return to the mound for the Braves and make his spring training training debut tomorrow. And this just continues the positive vibes that the Braves are experiencing with their starting rotation. Even with Elder and Anderson uh, sent to AAA, you've had an excellent spring so far from Max Fried. Spencer Strider had another really good outing on the minor league circuit. You know, here recently, Charlie Morton is going to throw a minor league game as well. You've had such great springs from Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster to potentially be your candidates for the fifth starter spot. And now you're seeing Kyle Wright and Michael Soroka make their spring debuts. So while the st- how the starting rotation develops no longer is the most intriguing storyline of spring training, it's at least good to see that many different aspects of that storyline are trending in a positive direction. So without a doubt, even with the roster decisions that have already been made, there's still going to be plenty of focus on how exactly the Braves' opening day roster will look like 
even though we're less than 10 days out. And even if it may be clear now as to what that may look like, it doesn't mean that other moves couldn't occur. Again, I'm not saying that they will. I think that it's very unlikely. I think we have a good idea of what the Braves' opening day roster will be on March 30th. But it's definitely worth continuing to pay attention to how spring training concludes and who ultimately will be relied upon to help answer the, the Braves' biggest question marks when it comes to their roster entering 2023. So obviously there's plenty to stay tuned and keep up with. The fallout from the roster decisions that were made on Monday as well as Michael Soroka's spring training debut on Wednesday. We'll have you covered here on the Battery Power Podcast Network. More great shows coming this week from the podcast to be named later as well as the Daily Hammer and the Battery Power Podcast. Of course, you can find all this great podcast content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. Always a pleasure to be with you. Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. (laughs) 